This is WLRN News. I'm Rowan Moore-Garrity. Miami high school students have been on every side of the county's struggles with gun violence. They've been the victims, the shooters, the witnesses, the younger sisters and older brothers. Some of their teachers have seen it all. Here's the story of a Miami Central High School teacher wrestling with how to teach her students literature and teach them to survive. Before you leave, you know how I feel about you, you're wonderful children, all of you, even the ones that's got on my last nerves today. I'm not calling you any names. <clears throat> There's a speech Tangela Mitchell gives her ninth graders on their way out the door every Friday. Be careful out there. You know how the streets are. I'm serious. Don't be out there with both headphones on, just bumping and you don't know what's going on. Listen with one ear and keep your ear to the streets with the other. No babies, no jail, no deaths. Y'all heard me? Yeah. I want to see it's a message that felt especially raw as the school year started up again. One of Miss Mitchell's ninth graders from last year, Zay, or James Isaiah Solomon, was killed in a drive-by on a Friday night in August, along with another young man. They'd been at a wake for Zay's cousin, who was murdered two weeks earlier. Miss Mitchell still thinks of Zay as a slight 14-year-old, standing by the supply closet in her classroom. I see him clear as day, like it happened today, in that same spot. Mitchell put a video of the memory she's talking about on Facebook. Zay Solomon is carefully snipping a length of ribbon from the spool Miss Mitchell keeps in her classroom. This particular day, he came in and said, Miss Mitchell, I don't have my belt. Do you have something I can tie? Tie my clothes up with. They know they can't come in with pants sagging and all that kind of stuff. They already know. She posted it online as a kind of example of her mantra as a teacher. In essence, when you have expectations for them, eventually they line up. You just have to expect the best. If you hear my voice, you're not what, Jerry? The next period, when kids can't seem to stop talking uh, all the way through attendance, Miss Mitchell senses an opportunity. Many of you go home and say, I hate the teacher, I can't stand that lady, we don't get along. And you know why? Part of the time, it is your attitude. You have one of the best teachers in the state of Florida standing before you, I tell you that. Popping my collar at the same time. I work hard for you to be in an environment that you want to come to. Don't make me the bad teacher you don't want to see. Mitchell tries to be an ally for her students, even when new vocabulary words seem like the furthest thing from their minds. She says rest in peace buttons and memorial t-shirts for murdered relatives are part of the hallway chatter at Central. Like if they come in and they have on a button and it says rest in peace, John, or what have you, and somebody says, oh, I knew dude, or I knew Jid, or whatever. She says some of her kids have seen so much violence in their lives that non-fatal shootings might not even come up. Because you, you only got shot. You survived. For a child to say, I only, really gives you a clear picture of just how dangerous the streets are in Miami, how prevalent, you know what I mean, it minimalizes getting shot, because I survived it. All this has turned Miss Mitchell into an activist. She holds signs and chants at rallies, goes on the news. One of her students spotted her on TV at a march to stop the violence. And he actually said to me, Miss, you really, you really think your marching is going to get people to stop killing each other? And I, it shook me. I just stood there. I couldn't say to him, no, I'm out there just spinning my wheels. I had to tell him I'm out there. I really believe that one day our voices will be heard. I could not just say to him that there's no hope. When Miss Mitchell's students are gone, you can tell it takes work for her to put on a brave face. 
She's been a teacher for 15 years. In that time, she says she's lost a student to gun violence at least every other year. <sighs> I try sometimes not to experience the aftermath of it because, again, as a professional, I don't always know how to hold it together. There are days Miss Mitchell asks a security guard to come in and watch her class for a few minutes, even when the victim isn't one of her students. It's a child. And so my emotions are raw to that, just to that fact. So I've had to step out and deal with my own emotions. I can't imagine how a 15-year-old, 14-year-old, 13-year-old sifts through all of this. I polled the classroom and said, how many of you have lost someone to gun violence? The majority of the class, that's ridiculous, that's horrible. And this is every year without fail. She says her students sometimes seem at a loss as they figure out how to cope. Should I cry about this? Is that going to make me feel better? Should I yell about this? Should I hit the wall? Should I get Should I give up? Should I drop out? Should I get a gun to protect myself? Because now we have to deal with that mindset. More often, though, when her students lose someone close to them, Mitchell says they're just solemn. There's a quietness, a sadness over the classroom. Some of the boys act up, and she'll pull them aside to talk. And then... Life goes on. That's their way of dealing with it. Like they're numb. It happens so... They can't even grieve. One child is killed. We're grieving. But before you could really come to grips, here's another one shot. It's a part of life for them. They don't come in sobbing uncontrollably or they don't miss... I, I just think if it were my best friend that were murdered or my cousin that was murdered, you'd have to give me a couple of days out of school. I don't think I could just come back, but they just carry on like nothing happened. It's the numbness that bothers her more than anything. One day last year, she'd been out in the neighborhood at a memorial when another boy was shot and killed. She got to the scene a few minutes after the police did. A few days later, she was walking around the classroom when she saw some students who were supposed to be doing research for an assignment. They had a picture of him murdered, laying right out there, and I straight lost it. I really did. I was like, no, mm -mm. I can't believe you guys are circulating this child's dead body. Are you serious? I mean, I've lost it. I don't want my students, I don't want any of our students to get to that point where it's okay. As a teacher, her job is to push students in the opposite direction. I'm not even sure if half the time I'm <laughs> reaching them. All I know is I got to try. I got to try. They deserve to live. They deserve to make mistakes. They deserve to grow from those mistakes. They're not given the chance. Ultimately, Mitchell says she has to walk the line between what the curriculum says about the English lesson of the day and the need to talk about survival. Because if I'm constantly talking about reading, writing, reading, writing, and, I'm, and these kids have to go into an environment where they're dodging bullets, when they come in, reading, writing is it's not important. So I have to tell them that that education component will help you beat the odds, if you will. I'm Rowan Morgarity in Miami. This is WLRN News.